I don't know who they thought was coming up here. I'm just going to drop that down there a little bit. Hey, uh, what a joy it's been to celebrate and worship the Lord with brothers and sisters. God is worthy of worship in all languages, isn't he? And uh, I think it's helpful to get a little uncomfortable sometimes, you know. You don't always know what's going on. That's okay. But hey, today we get to celebrate some people who are taking next steps. And no matter what language we speak, our mission here at Trinity is the same. We want to meet people where they are and help them take the next step to become wholehearted followers of Jesus. And uh, we want everybody to, to know and embrace the truth about who Jesus is and what he's done. And once a person has done that, once they've made a decision to follow Jesus, then the, the Bible teaches that you mark that decision by being baptized. That's what we get to celebrate today. People who have made a decision and are now choosing to, to make that public through baptism. And before we turn our attention to that, I just want us to, to look at a moment, a brief moment in the scriptures when we see the same kind of things play out, the same kind of things we're celebrating today. So if you've, if you've been here at Trinity over the past few weeks, few weeks uh, you know we've been studying our way through the book of Philippians or uh, Philippenses. I learned that's how you say it in Spanish. Uh, Philippians, and uh, uh, it's one of the books in the Bible. It's actually a letter, a letter written by the Apostle Paul to this church in the city of Philippi, and this is a church he started, he helped found, and what's interesting is that Paul, he's not really that much different from you and I, because Paul, he's a guy who likes to be around people who are like him, right? And so Paul's normal pattern, when he would go into a town, he would want to start a church, he would look for people who are like him. So he goes into Philippians and he goes looking for people like him. In his case, Jewish men. His normal pattern is he would go into a synagogue and he would find faithful Jews and he would tell them about Jesus and then use those people to start a church. But when he gets to Philippi, he doesn't find a synagogue. Apparently there's no synagogue there. So he has to go looking for uh, other people who are interested in Jesus. And he finds people who are really nothing like him. And as it turns out, they're nothing like each other, but I think we can learn a lot from, from what happens. So I want us to look at the beginning of the church at Philippi. It, the story is told in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 16. You can see it on the screens here in, uh, in just a second behind me. Take a look here. Uh, here's Paul. He says, From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath... We went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God. So see, Paul, he doesn't have any luck finding a synagogue, finding people like him, and so he, he goes looking for some other folks who are interested in Jesus, and, and he finds uh, Lydia, this, this woman who uh, is not a Jew, and she's not a man. She, she really couldn't be that much different from him. She's from Thyatira, which basically means she's Asian, so she doesn't even look like him. And, uh, and she's a smart, savvy lady. She's, she's wealthy, a business owner, what we might call today like a, a fashionista, okay? If she was here today, she'd have a home in LA and maybe another home in New York, and maybe she'd come to Walla Walla just to sip on our world-class wines and get away from the hustle and bustle of managing her fashion empire. You know, I don't know. But um, maybe you've heard of the Instagram account for like a hipster Barbie. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but it's a, it's a joke. It's a parody account. This person takes pictures of, of Barbie dolls living kind of this ultimate 
Instagram-worthy life, the life of this trendy, young, hipster female, okay? So, for example, here's, here's one post from this account. So, this is a Barbie doll, not a real person, you know, all dressed up and getting her organic, you know, single origin, pour-over coffee, right? And the caption, it says, uh, I can do all things through prayer and coffee, okay? That's a joke, but uh, it, it's just meant to make fun of, of trendy hipster people, you know, always chasing after the next big thing and the next big thing and the next big thing and the most Instagram-worthy thing. Well, well, that's Lydia. That's the kind of person that she is. She couldn't be any more different from Paul. But the passage tells us that she's seeking God. She, she doesn't yet understand the truth about Jesus, but she knows there's a God and, and she wants to understand more. And so when Paul comes around, she's ready. She's ready to listen and they have great conversation. And the result of their conversation is really amazing. The story says the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. So she becomes a Jesus follower. She turns away from being dependent only on her own abilities and her own aspirations, and she puts her trust in Jesus, letting him be the leader of her life. She's one of the people that's the beginning of this church here in Philippi. But there's another person here, another part of the story, another person who becomes a founding member of this church. And this person is also very, very different from Paul and very, very different from Lydia. If you keep reading in the story, then you see Paul and his companion Silas. They, they get a lot of attention for the way that they're going around telling everybody about Jesus. They're stirring up a lot of attention for themselves and they end up getting thrown in prison. So let's read uh, this part of the story. Uh, after they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. All right, so, so we don't know this jailer's name, but we learn a little bit about him here. He, uh, Philippi, you know, it's a city in the ancient Roman Empire. So this guy, he's probably like a former soldier. So he's, he's an ex-GI, uh, blue-collar kind of a guy, a real man's man, right? He couldn't be any more different from Lydia and really not much different fr- from Paul. But notice his orders here are just to, to guard these prisoners carefully, all right? But this is a guy who really enjoys his job. He takes a lot of pride in the work that he's doing. He maybe finds a little bit of his identity in that work. And so he doesn't just guard them carefully, he puts them in the stocks. And now when we think about stocks, we might think about like Puritans in New England or like in the Middle Ages or something where they would like put you in a box in the middle of town so you're an example to people, whatever. But ancient Rome, the stocks were different than that. They would like twist your body in weird ways and very, very painful. It's basically a form of torture. So that's what this guy does. I mean, he takes a lot of pride in his work. He wants these guys to know who's really in charge. And so he, he basically tortures Paul and Silas. He, he's taking a lot of his meaning from the kind of work he's doing. But I want us to read what happens next. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and all at once the prison doors flew open, everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword. He's about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. 
So, so God intervenes in this kind of miraculous way on behalf of Paul, but, but really on behalf of this Philippian jailer. And this guy, he's all ready to take his own life, willing to die because he's failed to, to fulfill his duty. That's how bound up in his work he is, right? But before he could do something really terrible, Paul gives him a new hope, a new identity. Look at what comes next. Uh, Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, felt trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. So he puts his faith in Jesus, finding his real worth and identity not in what he can do, but in what Jesus has already done for him. So just like the folks that we're going to celebrate here today, this jailer found a new life in Jesus. And Lydia found a new life in Jesus. No longer having to chase after the next big thing and the next big thing or finding worth in our own accomplishments, but just trusting in Jesus and finding value in what he's done, letting him become the leader of their lives. And what's the result? The result is that both of them made a decision to mark this moment, this this salvation With baptism, the story says that that for Lydia, she and the members of her household were baptized. And the jailer, uh, the Bible tells us immediately, he and all his family were baptized. And it concludes by saying he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Well, what these folks experienced way back then, we get to celebrate today. Folks who have made that decision to turn away from their old lives, to turn towards Jesus, putting their trust in him. And we get to celebrate these people marking that decision by being baptized, a public declaration of that faith, following the example of Jesus and following the footsteps of Lydia and the Philippian jailer. And, and just like that ragtag group of people who started the church in Philippi, well, we've got a church full of diversity here as well. People with different interests and different backgrounds, different social uh, abilities and, and classes, and even different languages. But we're all one family, all united around the, what Jesus has done for us. And so as we celebrate these people and the step they're taking today, I want us to also celebrate the diversity that God has blessed us with. So uh, we are going to dive in, no pun intended, to our baptisms. Okay, pun intended. I I confess that's true. Uh, We've got some people who are baptized in our first service, some people who are going to be baptized in this service. And for all the people, we've got a, a video, a video that they've put together that just talks about, you know, the decision that they've made, how they came to know Jesus, what baptism means to them. And so we're going to see everybody's videos and then and some people baptized here in this service. So the first one we're going to see is a video from uh, Elise Kaufman. She uh, was baptized in our first service. So take a look at the screens. My name is Elise Kaufman, and I want to be baptized because God says in the Bible that you should be baptized, like Christians should be baptized, so I want to be baptized. When I was little, I used to worry about things, and now, and when I prayed to God, it really helped, and now I don't worry about things anymore. Well, me and my dad had had um, conversations when I was little. When I was about three or four, I accepted Christ. Um, when I was about four or five, I decided that I'd give my whole life to Him. And
and I want to be a missionary. <laughs> Good morning, Trinity. Oh, man, it's good to see you. How many of you get really excited about baptisms? I do, too. I really do. I love telling this story when I got baptized, I remember. Uh, how, do you remember when you got baptized? If you got baptized? Oh, my story. Uh, the, uh, the water heater broke that morning. Um, it was filled with a garden hose straight from outside. And they only had time to put about 12 inches, 8, 12 inches in, so it was freezing cold. And I remember my youth pastor, he had to, like, press my chest down to get me fully submerged. So I'm like, ah! you know, <laughs> it's good times. What a great memory. Yeah. No, it is, though. There's something about baptism that I get really excited about, and, and I really can't put it into words other than I think it's just a spiritual thing. I think it's so exciting to see people not, it's not a starting line, it's not a finish line, it's just, it's a, it's a significant road marker in somebody's life. And so when, when somebody says, yes, I want to follow Jesus, and, and even follow Jesus in a way that it brings highlight, it, it tells people, it's a statement, it's, it's a big deal, and it's something to get excited about. So as, uh, as people go down and they come up, feel free to yell, feel free to freak out, stand up, throw stuff, like, however you party. Let's do that, because it is a celebration. Oh, my goodness. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm really excited for this guy right here. Uh, can I have the Bauman family and party, please, come up to the stage? Take your time. We've got all morning. All right, I'm going to welcome Mr. Paul Bauman. Look at these. Do you know these people? Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. You guys can get close. He said he probably won't splash you because of the equipment there. Although if Jeff gets close, he may pull him in. So. I love it. Yeah. Good. All right. Let's check out Paul's video. My name is Paul Bauman, and I want to be baptized because I want to make uh, my faith my own. Baptism is the next step I need to take in growing my relationship with God. I feel like it's a glass ceiling that I need to break uh, in my life to grow more with Him. I became a Christian when I was about four or five uh, in this church, uh, and it was on a Sunday afternoon after Sunday school one day, and I came home and I was like, Mom, I want to pray and accept Jesus into my heart. And we sat down on our couch and I prayed the prayer. Jesus gives me uh, confidence that other things uh, can't give you. He, he gives me confidence that's everlasting and that's not failing, unfailing. Um, that you simply don't get from other things that really don't matter necessarily. Um, and also he is willing to change our heart. Uh, all we have to do is be ready to do that. And there's some things that we simply can't uh, conquer on our own and that we need His, his help to change our hearts uh, because we can't do it by ourselves.
One of the things I'm really excited about is, uh, you know, Paul and I have talked about this for a long time, and, and he kept saying no. Um, he didn't just want to follow along and do kind of the religious thing or the Christian thing. And what I really appreciate about his story there is saying he wants to make his faith his own, and I really respect that. Also, um, he's a senior. He is almost out of here. You're almost dead to us, man. <laughs> uh, and for him to step up at this point and draw attention to himself in this way, I think is very, very respectable. You know, if you're going to stand out, stand out for Jesus. And uh, for you to put yourself out in this way, it's, it's a big deal. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Um, so, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I do. You want to follow him with your heart? I do. All right. Because you've decided to step up and proclaim this, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, our next video, she was baptized this morning, uh, Brianna Sweeney. Check this out. I felt closer to God. Well, my name is Brianna Caroline Sweeney, and I want to get baptized because I felt closer to God these past few months because my grandpa was um, diagnosed with geoblastia brain cancer, and like he had to leave Hawaii early for us, and it's just sad. But when I talked to God, I felt a lot closer, and like he helped me not to be sad. And um, I think it was when I was about four, my mom started taking me to church. And yeah, I think I was, yeah, I was four. And then my brother started going when I turned about six, and he started coming too. I became a Christian a year ago, because that's when my grandpa was diagnosed. And then ever since, I've just been like praying to God every night. It's made me face my fears and be happier and not to be down and like not happy every day, but now I'm happy every day. Can I have the Miller family come up, please? Miller. Miller. (laughs) Isaac, why don't you come on down? It is warm. Come on over here. Come on up. (laughs) Awesome. You know these people? Yeah. All right. Good. We'll let them stay. Good. Let's check out his video. Hi, my name is Isaac, and I want to be baptized because I want to show people that I'm a Christian and um, I want to take the next step by being baptized. I became a Christian when when I was probably, I think, five, and uh, it was at night I asked my mom, 
hey, could I accept Jesus into my heart and I want to become a Christian? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so then um, I sat in my bed and we prayed and, and that night I became a Christian. My life has been different by following Jesus. Um, I've been more caring and loving to others and making peace and not war um, and just loving others, treating others how you want to be treated. Isaac, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to get to know you and your family, increasingly you, over the last couple of years. A couple of quick questions. Who's your favorite parent? Uh, F- favorite sibling? No? All right. Well, no, it is, uh, it's really fun to get to know this guy, and I'm excited to see uh, you apply some of these things, you know, to, to fight with your siblings and come back and just kind of like, ah, uh, no, that's not how I'm supposed to be. Wrestle with those things. We all wrestle with those things, so... It's cool to see that in your, in your life and, uh, and to get to know you better. So based on uh, your video there, you're saying you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? You want to follow him with all of your life? Yes. All right. Well, let's do this. We'll get the duck out of the way. <laughs> all right. Brother, because you've said these things, because you've said you want to follow Jesus and love him with the rest of your life, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, next up, uh, Jarrett Schuster was baptized last service. Check this out. So my name is uh, Jarrett Schuster, and I want to be baptized as a recommitment to Christ. Even though it's been 10 years since I've started going to church again, just outwardly make that commitment. And hopefully also encourage other people, maybe in my situation or my age, to also feel free to take that step. I first became a Christian um, when I was about nine years old, when my mom married my stepdad. We started going to a Lutheran church. And from there, you know, I was baptized at the age of 11, but it wasn't through immersion. It was being sprinkled. And I really enjoyed being a part of a church and uh, the youth group and the lessons that we learned there. But by the time I was 16, I had left the church. And I had not gone back to church until I was 24. I would say probably in grad school was when I, you know, noticed God's hand in my life the most. Because that was probably the poorest I've been in my life. And, you know, I was making a $900 stipend in grad school. My rent was $900. And I had money to live every month. I was able to buy groceries, pay bills. I um, had a son born during that time. And we were able to provide for him. And I could trace back the paths that that money came through, but mathematically, it should not have added up. Over the last 10 years, uh, I would say that my faith has grown a lot, and my journey has grown a lot. I've had a chance to be part of five different church families in that time, and each family I've been a part of, you know, has taught me things or grown me in ways that have been really, really significant. And so from there, you know, it's been... A long journey of about five years to get to this point at Walla Walla, and happy to be here. (laughs) 
was a lot of fun this morning being in here with Jarrett. He was, uh, he was a little bit nervous, um, but excited. And, and part of that was, you know, as an adult, coming as an adult, making this decision. And I know part of his heart was, was saying, I, I hope that um, maybe somebody else would see this and be inspired to take that step. Uh, if you've kind of passed that mark and you're not younger anymore and, and you're thinking, I need to get baptized, please take his story as, uh, as some courage and, and uh, we'll get you in here as soon as we can. Well, uh, last one for me this morning, Casey. I'm going to have your family come up. While they're coming up, I'll say, uh, Casey, your smile is so infectious. Oh, my goodness. Every time... I see you. I just, I have to smile. You're so fun to be around. I'm enjoying getting to know you. You want our study group to come up? If they're willing, let's do it. Look at this. So uh, we have small groups throughout... Uh, the youth ministry, and this is one of the small groups that we have. We call them care groups. Awesome. That's awesome. Love it. All right, let's check out our video. Um, my name is Casey Ostrander, and I want to be baptized because I want to take the next steps to follow Jesus. I became a Christian when I was eight. Um, we were at church, and they were talking about Easter and that Jesus died for our sins, and I prayed to God. Following Jesus has made me think about others and, uh, and like think about others instead of myself more. Yeah. Casey, have you asked Jesus to be your forever friend? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to follow him with all of your life? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to be able to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Next up, we have uh, some baptisms from our Hispanic church, and so I'm going to invite mi hermano, Hola. Pastor Edgar. Um, buenos dias. How are you guys doing this morning? It's been a wonderful service together. I hope uh, uh, you practice getting well to uh, speak in heaven. Maybe it's not going to be English and maybe it's not going to be Spanish. <laughs> so, but get a uh, on that. Christ's mind to get willing that you're going to worship, praise Him, 
and exalting his name to about everything. Amen? So for those that are Christian and they've been uh, taking this next step in life and publicly being um, sharing their faith and say, you know, I commit my life to Christ no matter what. I boldly to follow him in all the rest of my days. As I think uh, that can be one of the most amazing things in milestones in life. Una de las cosas que estamos aquí en esta mañana es para ver que nosotros queremos celebrar el segundo paso de fe, que es el bautismo. Y yo creo que una de las cosas más hermosas para todo el cristiano que ha aceptado a Cristo Jesús es dar este paso públicamente de que es cristiano, dedicar su vida y dedicar también a todos los días en adelante para el Señor Jesús. Uh, tengo a mi hermano Fred que me va a ayudar. Él ha sido uh, un discípulo en discipular al hermano José. El, el hermano José lo pidió. Hermano Fred, ¿me puedes ayudar a interpretar? I was supposed to be the interpreter. I know. But... That's true. That's true. <laughs> So the reason I'm here is not because I'm going to get baptized myself, but uh, between Pastor and I, we both uh, taken the role in to try to minister and and show Brother Jose the 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 way that he should go, uh, um, the steps of baptism, um, everything that he needs to know for that. And actually, I'm here because of his request. He wanted me to not baptize him, but be here with Pastor and be in the same tub and. It just it, it's just very special to me that he would want this to happen. So that's the only reason why I'm here. Quisiera que la familia de mi hermano José Tapia pasara aquí al frente. We'd like the families of Brother Jose to come up here and if they want to. Quisiera agregar algo. ¿Me puedes traducir aquí, hermano? La hermana Sarita, que está aquí, ella ha sido un pilar especial en la iglesia, trayendo no solamente a esta familia, sino a la siguiente familia que vamos a bautizar. Y Dios la ha usado para uh, conectarnos con ellos. I'll see if I could translate that. Um, the, uh, we're here because, um, and the reason why this family is here is because Hermana Sarita, we want to thank her because it was because of her dedication and, and her coming to church and not just coming to church, but also going uh, above and beyond and taking the opportunity and the time to invite somebody to church. That's the reason why they're here. And that's why they play a big role into why they're up here. Can we take the video, please? Mi nombre es José Soledad Tapia, porque yo creo que al bautizarme, yo creo que es un paso muy, 
Muy bueno trascendental en mi vida para acercarme más a Cristo. Me convertí en ser cristiano por mis amistades, me invitaron a una fiesta y, y luego me invitaron a la iglesia y conocí al pastor y, y vi paz, armonía, tranquilidad y todo. Todo era muy armonioso, el cual me acercó más a Cristo. El elegir a Jesús en, es porque Él es mi salvador, Él es, Él es todo mi amor, mi paz, mi tranquilidad en mí. En mi casa, en mi hogar y en mi iglesia. Yo quiero bautizar en esta mañana a mi hermano José Tapia, porque él ha aceptado al Señor Jesús como su Señor y Salvador. Y nadie lo obligó a tomar este paso. Él ha decidido voluntariamente bautizarse y publicar su fe. ¿Quieres decir algo, hermano? Estoy emocionado, hermano. Dice que está emocionado. Que está He's very excited. So, ponte tu mano aquí. Okay, okay. Okay. Yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Lo que la hermana pasa, quiero a la hermana Salud pasa, quiero compartir algo con ustedes en esta mañana. ¿Quieres quedarte, vente? Me vas a ayudar a traducir en inglés. Okay. Es únicamente una vida y luego pasa pronto. Y lo que únicamente resta aquí en este mundo es lo que hacemos por Cristo. Léelo así como está aquí. Only one life to pass, till soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Y no únicamente en esta vida, sino en la venidera. Not only in this life, but also in the coming life. Permítame leer un pasaje bíblico. Let me read a scripture. Muy corto. En 2 Tesalonicenses capítulo 3, verso 1 al 5, dice, Por lo último, hermanos, puedes buscarlo, está aquí. Por lo último, hermanos, oren por nosotros para que el mensaje de la palabra del Señor sea difundida rápidamente y se reciba con honor. ¿Puedes leerlo? Sí, okay. okay. So we're going to read a, a passage from the Bible in uh, uh, second th uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. First chapter says, Finally, brethren, pray for us. That the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified, just as it is with you. Okay. 
Oren por, por los demás para que seamos librados de las personas perversas y malas, porque no es de todos la fe. Pero el Señor es fiel y Él los fortalecerá y los protegerá del maligno. Confiar en el Señor y ustedes cumplirán y seguirán cumpliendo lo que hemos enseñado. Que el Señor los lleve Amar a Dios y a perseverar en Cristo Jesús. Chapter 2 says, and that, and that we may be uh, delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confined in the Lord concerning you, Both that you do and will do the things we command you. Now may that the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Quiero decirles que la hermana Salud García es una de las personas que me inspira a mí seguir sirviendo al Señor. Uh, tiene una hambre y una necesidad de conocer, de aprender y de servir a Dios grande. ¿Puedes traducirme? Yes. Uh, one of the things that uh, hermana Salud, Salud García. García, that she inspires us, is that she still has the willingness to learn and, and, and to uh, try to do good things for God. And she's hungry for the word. She's hungry for the Lord. She needs the Lord. And, uh, and that really encouraged me to, to keep serving the Lord in this valley. Okay? Um, ¿Quieres decir algo, mi hermana? Sí. ¿Sí? Que... Ven, ven para acá. Acércate conmigo. ¿Eh? Sí. Primeramente, le doy gracias a Dios, a mi Salvador. First of all, I want to thank God, my Savior. Que lo estuve buscando por mucho tiempo y nunca me sentía feliz como ahora. She said that she was looking for him for such a long time and she's never felt as happy as she is now. Que lo he conocido y tengo el gozo de él. That she has known him and she has his joy now. Y doy gracias por todo. And I give thanks to, for God, for everything. Now do you see why I get so excited? <laughs> ayudar en esto. No hay cosa más hermosa que ver a alguien venir a los, a, a los pies de Cristo con una gran necesidad del Señor. There's not a greater thing in life than to see somebody coming to Christ with the great need. Yo te quiero bautizar en esta mañana, mi hermana Salud. El video por favor. Gracias. Thank you so much, then. Mi nombre es María Salud García. Yo he sentido el gozo de Dios y me he sentido con esa fe de bautizarme y, y tener el, pues la confianza en Él que Él me ha dado y yo estoy dando ese primer paso porque yo confío en Él y me siento 
libre de amarlo y, y seguir su camino de él y, y estar siempre en, en su oración y en todo lo bueno de él. Y eso es lo que me ha dado a bautizarme de, de ser hija de él. Creí en él porque mis problemas han sido difíciles y duros y yo vine aquí en que me invitaron y este y, y pues siempre busqué el gozo de Dios y aquí lo encontré y yo les puedo decir a las otras personas que Dios existe y que Dios es amor, que Dios es todo para uno porque yo he encontrado el gozo y la fe y todo, todo lo que se puede decir en él la confianza, las promesas y, y yo me siento feliz porque Él me ha dado el gozo aquí porque Dios es es todo para mí confianza y amor, temor y me ha librado de muchas cosas en las cuales no, no podría explicar de la maldad de tantas cosas y ahora me siento con temor, me siento con que tengo que obedecer las cosas de Él porque todo lo de Él es bueno y ha cambiado mi vida y le doy gracias a Él por todo lo que me ha cambiado y veo que me está cambiando poco a poco todo, todo lo que yo tenía de tantos problemas, de tantas cosas. He visto ahorita poco a poquito, es un proceso, pero lo estoy, me está oyendo y las oraciones que he pedido por donde quiera y especialmente con usted porque lo miro que todo lo que usted dice nos lo transmite la fe y la confianza y la esperanza sobre todo pero más la fe que salud ha testificado aceptar al Señor Jesús como su único y suficiente Salvador, ah, yo la bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. I just want to say thank you, um, first of all, to the Lord, second of all, to the, to the local church. I know there is a lot of genuine and passionate Christians here, but there also, there are some people that are not walking with the Lord, too. And they need to. And there are some others that are expectators. But uh, if you never did this act of faith publicly, and you already accept Christ, I recommend you to looking for Pastor Chris, Pastor Todd. There, I think uh, there are other people that can help you. If you speak Spanish, si hablas español, acércate a mí. Yo te podré ayudar. Pero I want to I wanna remind this. Don't procrastinate this event in your life. Amen? Thank you for, for your prayers. Thank you for 
uh, what God has been doing through us, even through the trials, God remain faithful in our church. Thank you. How about that? I want to uh, piggyback a little bit on what Pastor Edgar was just saying, and I want to extend just a couple of invitations to you as we kind of wrap up our time a little bit this morning. The first thing I want to invite you to is just to, uh, to Easter Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter. We'd love to have you come back. We've got special service times, 8 a.m., 9.15, and 10.45, so you can come to any one of those services. And if you thought today was fun... Uh, Easter is going to be even more exciting. We're going to celebrate the most significant moment in human history when Jesus himself rose from the dead, just like we've seen these people come up out of the water with new life. Jesus did that times infinity, right? And we're going to celebrate that at Easter. So that's uh, next Sunday. We've got something special, too, for kids, for teens, and, uh, and something special for adults. Adults, sometimes we don't get that much fun, but next Sunday is going to be fun. We're going to have a donut wall. That's a wall that's, that's full of donuts. So you could just, you know, walk up and grab a donut. And it's like something out of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's one invitation for you. Another invitation is to uh, baptism. And I'm talking about your own baptism. If you're a person, uh, like Pastor Edgar was just saying, that's never taken that step of baptism, you've you know, made a commitment to follow Jesus, or maybe you're even a little bit cloudy on that, but you, you want to uh, solidify those things for yourself, then I'd love to be able to talk about that with you. We'd love to, to help you uh, come to terms with what it means to be baptized. And you can um, uh, mark this blue connection card. You got one of these in your worship folder when you came in. There's a spot on there that you can mark, and you're interested in baptism. We'd love to follow up with you on that. We've got another baptism baptism service that'll be coming up pretty soon and we'd love to to let you be a part of that so that's another invitation the third thing i want to invite you to is just um you know maybe you've been watching uh these people hearing their stories and, and some things have resonated with you or maybe hearing about uh lydia and this philippian jailer that we talked about earlier maybe those things resonate with you that you've been chasing after the wrong kind of stuff you've been finding your worth in the wrong kinds of places, and, and you're just tired of it. You're worn out from that. Well, I would invite you to look to Jesus, to put your faith in him, maybe for the first time ever in your life. You, you've come to a place where you're ready to make that decision. And, you know, there's no ritual that you have to follow. There's no magic words that you have to say. It's just a matter of you putting your trust in Jesus. And you could do it right there where you're sitting, right at this moment if you wanted to. You can just talk to God. And just, just be honest with him, maybe, maybe for the first time in your life, being honest with him. Just say, in your own words, just say something like, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of, of chasing after all the wrong stuff, stuff that doesn't satisfy, stuff that just uh, only temporarily feeds me and then leaves me empty. Maybe that's the life you've been living. And, and God, I, I want to put my trust in you. I want to put all that stuff aside, stop being self-sufficient and find my real worth and my real meaning and purpose in you and what you've done for me and what Jesus has done. It's as simple as that, just putting your trust in Jesus. And, and if that's a decision that you've made, 
We'd love to celebrate that with you. We'd love to be able to clap for you the way we've been clapping for people all morning. If that's something that you've done, then tell somebody about it. You could tell the person that you came with, or uh, if you're interested, you can mark your connection card and, and, and tell us. And we've got a resource that we'd love to share with you, just a, something that'll help you kind of really make sense of that decision that you've made. So uh, it's never too late for a person to come and, and, and give themselves to Christ in that way. And I'd love for you to be able to do that even this morning. So those are uh, some invitations to Easter next Sunday, to your own baptism, if that's a step you're ready for, and then just an invitation to turn to Jesus. And so uh, I'm going to uh, pray for us, and then here in just a few moments we'll uh, wrap up our service through uh, giving our offering. Uh, let's pray. God, we are uh, just grateful for you, for what you've done, grateful for the way you've worked, not only in the lives of these people that we've celebrated with today, but in, uh, in the life of our whole church, in our lives. We want to see you continue to work, not only here in this building, but throughout our valley. We want to see your name proclaimed in ways that, uh, that only you can do, and we want to be a part of that work. Pray that you would just give us uh, the confidence that comes from you, the, uh, the joy that comes from a life in you, and we pray these things through Jesus' name. Amen.